Welcome to Sneaky Athletic. This week we're recording on our brand new fucking mixer. The drunk purchase. Yeah. Um, it's got all kinds of new features. Uh, just, just add our fingertips. Um, so that'll, that'll come into play as we get a little bit better. Uh, mm-hmm. I talked about it on the Instagram, so we can actually make calls with this thing. Um, and I plan on also setting up a voicemail uh, to play off my computer, a little Google voicemail. So those are some new things that are coming up as of today's episode. Uh, we have all our regular regular segments. Uh, we're going to talk NBA All-Star Weekend and the dunk contest. We're going to talk XFL and a little NFL news because it popped back up, staying relevant. Uh, and mm-hmm. then we're going to talk the Houston Asterix. Um, other than that, you got anything else you want to add? No. I don't. Okay, so before we get into the episode, let me read a quick ad from our sponsors at Fertilizer Service Company. If you're a listener, you already know about these guys. They're the best in the business. Uh, They're up in God's Country, Northwest Missouri. Um, They're supplying everybody with all their fertilizer needs. They are, like I said, best in the business, and they do it all. They cover it all. Um, So if you need them coming up in this spring planting season, make sure to hit them up at 660-686-2402. Uh, give them a like on their Facebook page. Uh, they're located off Highway 59 in Fairfax, Missouri. And as always, they're keeping God's country as good as she grows. All right, let's get started. My soul, I gave it all. But loving you was never Let's switch it up a little bit today. Okay. Let's start from the back and go forward. Sounds good. All right. So my SAP MDB this week is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Nice. And I just don't think we've talked about this show really. It's a great show if you want a little laugh. It touches on a little bit more humor that isn't just like bonkia or, you know, this character did something stupid. It's a little bit more societal and I really enjoy that. I think it's the perfect show for... If you want to be like dual screening, like if you want to be on your phone and watching a show, if you want, like you don't have to pay attention to every single line because it's basically a bunch of skits put together. Like they do have a, a running theme. Yeah, they have a lot of callbacks. I do appreciate the callbacks. A but lot. you can go in and out of it. That's fair. It's not like you have to be like 100% attentive the whole entire time. But I, this new season is really good. Yeah. I, the first episode really made me laugh a lot. And my second piece here is in Toy Story 4. Instead of creating all individual individual cobwebs by hand, Pixar created AI spiders that were programmed to spin the webs wherever the cobwebs need to be. So they, like the the animation itself was smart? Yeah, like it was a computer program that would build it in so they were all unique. That's wild. That blows my mind that like movie creation has come to that point. I wonder how they do wind effects on, you know, real close animation shots like the Lion King of the Jungle Book where you can almost see their fur a little bit. This shit goes like way over my pay grade. <sighs> a lot of stuff I don't want to Like think I wish about. I was that skilled at something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. You got anything to watch? So one, I went and saw Parasite. Mm-hmm. You need to go watch it. I will. Everybody needs to watch it. It's a true commitment. 
It's two hours of, um, I'm not a big subs guy, but it's reading subtitles. It's, it's easy to digest that way. Uh, well, it's hard do, for you to read. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm dumb. It's, I'm on the record as saying I, I'm bad at reading. Yeah. Um, and that's why I don't like subtitles. I'll admit it. I'll be the first to admit it. Um, but I also, it's, it's just a beautiful movie. Like, I don't know that it's something I'm going to watch a ton. One, obviously the subtitles, but two, it's like a lot to digest every time. Um, but it's definitely worth a watch. Like I I think it was deserving in best picture and it, it kind of, it's starting a movement. It's opening things up, but definitely worth it. If, if there's a screening at a local theater, find that if you can find it online, find that, uh, and watch it. It's worth it. 100%. So then my next one, uh, what, should I go Outsiders and McMillions? Because I just watched the first episode of McMillions. I would say McMillions since we've already done the Outsiders. It's looking like it's going to be a tasty little treat. Okay. So the the lead detective, I don't know if you want to call it lead detective, but the main detective that they're interviewing during the whole process, he's hilarious. Love and it. he's like just t- saying everything. Big like, Mac guy or not a Big Mac guy? I don't know. They haven't revealed that yet. Okay. But, um, and they have everything. So like a lot of their undercover work, they were doing it as a, a film crew going and seeing these w- winners. So they just have footage of everything. They have footage of every single like person. Then they're just like directly interviewing them as undercovers. It's fucking awesome. And, uh, they also like all the wiretaps. They they've just like released everything. So HBO has access to every single thing. That's awesome. So you're getting a full dive inside of what is about to happen. And there's there's people from McDonald's, like all the way up their head of like global marketing is interviewing in this thing. Like they have tapped every single resource. So it's gonna be a great series. That's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Google this. Yeah, yeah. You you wanna go ahead? You want me to? Go ahead. Okay. So I was doing a little light reading today. Were you? Got a little bored at work. Contradictory. And uh, like children's books or? No. And so I just, I was scrolling through my Twitter feed and uh, I don't know if you ever heard all the stuff about Fleetwood Mac and them creating the Rumors album, but basically everybody was fucking each other and like there's a lot of divorces and shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm like, oh, I, I want to read a little bit more about this, uh, the creation of this album. So I just click on this Rolling Stones article. It's like 10 things you didn't know about uh, the creation of Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Number nine, the band considered thanking their Coke dealer on the album creation. <clears throat> Excuse me, the album credits. So when they were recording um, the record Rumors, uh, it was impossible for them to avoid the topic of rampant cocaine use. Um, they b- said they, they literally it was less for pleasure and it was more for them to like actually do it. Yeah. Like they were combating fatigue and like everybody was cheating on each other and never sleeping at night. So I think that's also kind of what you say if you have a Coke problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they, they, uh, there's, there's a famous quote in here and it said Fleetwood, uh, famously worked out that if he laid all of his cocaine into that, he had snorted into one single line, it would have stretched seven miles. How much cocaine do you think he took? to do that math i yeah a lot yeah i mean <laughs> that he was off an ounce just sitting there being like yeah no seven miles him and pablo were probably best friends back then. um and they were so they were actually going to thank the cocaine dealer 
but he died before the album mm. was released. He got caught by somebody and killed. So he died actually. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it was like a uh, the memory of him had died since he had gotten no. Like up. they were trying to reach out and get more cocaine, and they're like, "No, he's dead." Oh yikes! Okay. And uh, so yeah, but Fleetwood Mac, they like cocaine. They do. What's your Google list? Do you know which one of those is the wheel wheel button? Okay, so I actually don't have a conspiracy corner or a Google this. I have one of those combined into one. Oh my God. But it's a question for you. So there are one, two, three, four, eight theories on how we haven't found aliens yet. Okay. The first one is the rare earth. Essentially, it, we're unique. You know, we have beat the odds. Uh, the bottleneck, which is they didn't survive. Uh, all the things that, you know, it would take to survive this long and, you know, be able to reach out to us. The Great Filter, uh, subject, the Earth was subjected to five mass extinction events that really slowed us down. Uh, the Great Silence, which means that we're not worth it to aliens. Um, the early birds, Earth had an early head start somehow. Um, you know, we don't really have an explanation, but we're essentially ahead of everyone else. Okay. Not life as we know it. We have life at the wrong time. So we're actually so much further behind everyone else that would have been able to reach us that we outlived them. Okay. Because we started later as well. Um, a long road ahead of us. Basically, we haven't gotten there yet or in a galaxy far away, which is uh, we haven't been able to reach them. Okay. So a galaxy far away, long road ahead. We uh, are born at the wrong time. We're born earlier than everyone else. We're not worth it. Uh, the extinction events, you know, put us behind. We're rare and unique or everyone else just didn't survive. Are you asking me which one I think it is? Mm -hmm. uh, we're not worth it. Fair enough. I think that they've looked and they're like, no. Well, my counter argument to that would be nuclear physics. I think that that's something that's probably unique, uh, at least somewhat, to our planet. Um, because a lot of the UFO activity actually picked up after we were able to make nuclear bombs. So, fair enough. I don't know. We could go deep into the, your conspiracy corner. Oh, we don't need to. I just wanted to know what you thought. People are, you know, hearing me all the time put it out. So I just think it all exists out there. And I, we're not, we don't have the access, like you and I don't have the access to that yeah. information. There's so many possibilities, you know, They're and that's why literally I think limitless. Maybe we are unique with nuclear energy. Maybe we aren't worth it. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. What about you? You got, you already did Google this. Yeah, so I got to what the feed. So do I. I tweeted this out from the pod account. Did you see this fucking jetpack in Dubai? Yes. I did watch that video. He, it's the most insane thing. If you, if you guys are haven't seen this go to our twitter feed um I, I basically just say like welcome to 2020 this is insane uh but it's this it's this crown prince of dubai uh i posted this video of a major milestone the quest to achieve 100 percent autonomous human flight and this motherfucker is just like on a dock and he's got this thing i mean it looks like a big ass jetpack has wings coming looks off like of an it. iron man suit the one that he built for his buddy uh, with the wings yeah, yeah, yeah. The one whose legs didn't work, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I can't think and of... He's the new... That guy is now... Captain America. Captain America. And uh, 
all they did is just like add a couple of fuel tanks essentially. Yeah. Is kind of what it looks like. I mean, it's not as wide, but wide. It's like small enough to where you can like stand with it and walk around. Yeah. And you have to watch the whole thing through because initially he just gets up and he's like kind of floating. You're like, okay, I've seen this hovering shit before and dude just takes off. He takes off and then he goes above the buildings of Dubai. Wild. Um, and like he doesn't come down. So I'm concerned for his safety. One, I mean, those are also pretty tall buildings, which is wild. Yeah. It's it's insane. I'm rewatching it right now, and he just fucking takes off and goes. Yeah. And he's just immediately, like, he's kind of going and then just ascends and goes too high. It's too fucking high. I'll be honest. <laughs> it's too high. I'm kind of scared of heights. Like, what if he passes out? Is he, I couldn't tell if he has an oxygen mask on. Or They've probably done the math if they're that far in the production of it they have enough money that's all i'm learning is there's just people with too much fucking money out there like i'm worried about what i'm gonna eat and they're worried about like is my jetpack guy gonna pass out when he reaches five thousand feet in the air so you're a socialist because you hate jack jetpack flight i love jetpack flight i'm just like my daily concerns do not involve jetpack flight (laughs) and other people in this world their daily concerns are like is, that, is my jetpack going to work today? It's fair. It's like, oh, it must be fucking rough. I bet it is for them. I guess. What's your what the feed? Um, someone else who just has to have a rough, rough life because decision making is poor. So it is presidential candidate Pete Bloomberg. Or Pete Bloomberg. Oh, God. I just yeah. morphed into the worst villain ever. That's a super rat villain yeah oh god uh pete Buttigieg has a supporter and he was on twitter he is at easy chindiu uh c-h-i-n-e-d-u-u uh but his name has one less you fun fact he's an african guy who is uh supportive from of, nigeria right I'll, I'll give me a second okay uh he's supportive of america's baby uh pete Buttigieg. defeat the bernie bros is what he says um, it doesn't actually say, well, I, it, I did hear that he is a Nigerian, but his top tweet is at Pete Buttigieg's campaign manager about wanting to be farted on, which is concerning enough in itself. Yeah. Like in a box in a fart box, nothing I would want to do less. I don't care who you are. If, you, if it slips out, I'll give you a pass. Yeah, but I'm not going to be trapped in a box with somebody farting into it. I don't it's like want some jackass it. shit. Yeah. Yeah. But he is uh Nigerian. Um, doesn't say whether he is uh here in America or somewhere else, but he liked Bernie in 2016 and we all thought it was a burner for the campaign ladies account. But the lady who reported it says, I take no pleasure in reporting that this uh, Nigerian yeah, yeah. Pete supporter is real. Has a literally a picture of it. Him like holding up a sign like I am not less whatever her Liz name Smith yeah. Liz Smith yeah yeah um which is just fucking hilarious that a guy um a guy woke up one day and he was getting contacted by so many people and was forced to write that on a piece of paper and take it <laughs> like like I know I'm not the campaign manager for Pete Buttigieg and he's left up the fart tweet it's his pen tweet he's proud of it I mean he had to create that mm-hmm. so much work for. Uh, just a disgusting vile picture yeah maybe it worked out for him though maybe it worked out who knows uh do you have a lifestyle i don't have a lifestyle tip 
Well, my lifestyle tip is asking for lifestyle tips. Okay, so you're going to ask me for one? Anybody, honestly. But okay. uh, if you want to give it to me, I'm asking for time management tips. Oh, I'm re- wrong person. Okay, well, out into the atmosphere, please get back to me. Yeah, at DJ underscore Bill Clinton. Yes. Uh, what's your beef of the week then? My beef this week is chain restaurants. Not because they exist, but because two of them exist and they taste different, although they are the same. What? It, which? Ex- explain. I mean, I have gone to different Wendy's and their fries taste different. I have gone to different oh. Starbucks's and their coffees taste different. And this weekend I had a coffee from an actual Starbucks, not the normal Starbucks I go to, which is in the like closest grocery store to us, 10 times better. It was fucking fantastic. Do you think it was the workers, the the actual like ingredients and supplies, or the scale of the I think restaurant. the workers There's take a portion of that. I do think that these people were a little more attentive. They took my order quicker. They were nicer when I walked in the door. But do I think that the other things, you know, didn't play any sort of factor? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But I do think the workers played a small factor. I think uh, foot traffic makes like that Mm -hmm. Starbucks you went to. I always see a line of cars around the parking lot. Uh, There's nobody ever at that one in the inside the gerbs. And they have two people working there. Yeah. Almost always. Only two. Yeah. Sometimes just one person. That's all they need. But I'm sick of that. I shouldn't go to two different IHOPs and get waffles. What? I, okay. Uh, I, I mean, I agree. There should be a, a principle. A man has to have his principle. That's the whole reason you go to a fast food joint. is because it's going to taste like the last one. Convenience and consistency. Yeah. I want a burger. I know what it's going to taste like here. Okay. That's what America wants. Yeah. Like if I had to, If I had to boil it down to like what... Most people's interests are they want things to be convenient to them. I mean, we literally have a store that's branded after convenience stores. Yeah. Like it's, it's, there's thousands of them across the U.S. and they all have different names, but they're all called by one thing. Yeah. They're a C store, convenience mm-hmm. store. Inconsistency. C store? Yeah. I think that's an asshole move. Sorry. I don't call it that, but that's what people call it. I've never heard anyone actually say that. I've, I have. Are they assholes? I don't really like specifically remember which person said it and which person didn't. So we're gonna go ahead and assume for the point of this argument. Okay, yeah, asshole. Um, so you have your C stores mm-hmm. and you have your convenience stores mm-hmm. and you have quick stops. Yeah, you have a level of consistency that you expect and a level of convenience that you expect at all points in time, no matter what. So I don't know. I, I think that it's important, and I, that's, a, that's a good complaint, Alec. I'm sick of it. What's your beef? My beef of the week is Dwayne Wade and his judging of the NBA dunk contest this weekend. Hmm. Because my man, Aaron Gordon, who's never been my man before, but he is now, hmm. got robbed of his second dunk. Third. Third dunk title? Third dunk contest. I, mean, I know that the, he thinks he's been robbed three times. Well, he's been robbed twice. Um, D-way, it was a, it was an inside job. He's all he cares about is getting those fucking Miami players who 
don't need his help anymore. You're retired, D-Wade. I will say he was clearly biased. It was pretty obvious. Yeah. It was either, there was a couple things at play. One, he either wanted to get out of there and go to the after party with like LeBron and all those guys. Um, or two, he, he was biased towards Miami, which it seemed pretty obvious. Why not both? Why not both? It's a good point. Um, but I did think that Aaron Gordon won. He jumped over Taco Fall. That one fucking 360 thing where he had it out on the side off the re- off the backboard was one of the craziest dunks I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. I don't even think that, to me, Pat Connington in the first round could be either one of them. I, I truly think he dunked better in the first round. Fair enough. But I think Dwight got kind of robbed a little bit too. I, I don't think Dwight was up there with the rest of them. I don't. Fair enough. But I think that it really comes down to one, who did they want there and makes the best storyline. I think that was that can be countered a little bit with Dwight, but you understand Dwight isn't going to be as impactful of his show. Dwight didn't have like a 20 dunk repertoire, repertoire ready. He doesn't have the physical ability anymore. No. Yeah. And like so he, he couldn't have put on the show that the other guys did. Exactly. So there's a reason why he was just put out immediately. Um, his dunks weren't quite as good, but they were still really good. I think they got disrespected is what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe I think that he had a lot of nostalgia value behind him, but I definitely think that Jaron Jackson did good, but there's no reason that you couldn't have just given it to Aaron Gordon. I almost said Eric Gordon. Uh, that should be his new, let's yeah, re- not a bad name. We're his new marketing team, Eric Gordon. Love it. So Eric Gordon probably should have won this time because Jaron Jackson's going to have plenty of opportunities in the future. And he was literally robbed last year, but I mean, I'm not sure if I necessarily think he was, it was like rigged against him. Do you last year, this year against Gordon? Yes. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it was like 100% like he's going to be the one that loses. I think they were just like, he's going to be the one that wins. Yeah. Like, they just picked their winner. They didn't really care who the loser was. Maybe they should have thought about it. But And I'll, I don't even think it was... I think it was only Dwayne Wade. Because what it looked like from the he video... He wasn't the only one who voted nine, though. But from the video, they all agreed on the score to make it even. And Dwayne Wade changed from a 10 to a 9. They were going to do another dunk. Interesting. So, because he ended up getting a 47, and a 48 was what... He needed. Yeah, to tie. And it was going to take him to another overtime. May have been more impactful than uh, the rest of the All-Star weekend. Well, some of it wasn't bad. No, there was, I think there were, like the All-Star game itself, I think was good. Didn't watch the skills comp. No. Bam out of bio. Don't care. Watch the three point. Yeah. Watch that. I like that. Yeah. And Dwayne Wade did a great job calling that. Give me two Mountain Dew balls in extra time. You want four total? Yeah, and I want them... One between each rack? No. So, if you don't know currently, there are five spots, almost like you're playing around the world in basketball, one at each corner, one at each wing, and one at the top. They added in between the wing and the top ball a further back shot worth three points. 30-foot shot. Mountain Dew ball. I think it should be both of those, and then you get two balls next to each other directly behind the top of the key shot. Like almost a logo. So three, so three at thirty feet, or three spots at thirty feet, and the dead center one has two. Well, the dead center one might be a little bit more, but yeah, it might be more than thirty feet. Okay. Yes, I like it. I would almost even do 
just two and two at the spots they had. I was thinking flow wise, it might work better to have. The problem is they're just going to have to add more time because yeah. the guys were running out of time. It was pretty good, though. The Those young shooters did a great job. But he healed one. Well, yeah. he might be 47. We don't know. That's true. We don't know his age. Uh, Devin Booker put on a, a good show. Of course he did. Trey Young was disappointing. Yeah. And he uh, knew it. And he, yeah. He tweeted about it. You know, he put it out there that uh, he was disappointing. We all know that. But I don't like how Aaron Gordon went about complaining. I didn't really pay attention to that, so... He said he got robbed three times, and I tell you what, I do think he did got he robbed. Did he say it on Twitter, last year. or did he say he said it in a video? He said he's not going to do it anymore, the dunk competition, because he's gotten robbed three Look times. What, Dwayne Wade's a bully. Yeah, he's just a bully. And we thought Dwayne Wade was so PC. Nope. Shame. Shame. He just hates those guys from Orlando. Interstate rivalry. Yeah. So, All Star Game reviews were good. Yeah, besides the uh, intro by Common, I heard. I didn't watch mixed that. Reviews. Uh, well, I mean, everybody with a blue check mark was like, "Oh, Common, so good." I saw some other ones that and were, then were I'll, like hyping them up. Sorry, yeah, everybody little, else was. Mm, yeah, mm, yeah, mm. drug on a little long. They did a nice tribute to Kobe, which I mean was necessary. Are you against a nice tribute? No. Okay. All right. Um, but the the whole the rest of the stuff. Eh. So should we do it again? The format? Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it I'm kept it more competitive, that. especially the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, I think the the best thing that they did was instead of just sitting at time where they're like, all right, play to this time, they actually set a score goal. And those guys seeing that and being like, I'm going to get to there, it, it made them play harder. And the whole fact of like, it was, you know, playing hard for Kobe. Like Kobe did an interview a few years ago talking about like, People want to see the greatest pickup game of all time. That's why they watch the All-Star game. Like You should play hard. And so I think they kind of took that mentality into it. I mean, later on, for sure. But I don't necessarily like them playing for kids' colleges right in front of them. It felt like uh, one of them was about to get Scott's tots. Yeah, I, that was weird. Because then it's like all the kids, all, like Team LeBron kids, like ran out, and then Team Giannis kids like sat. Yeah, and, uh, you're just sad. They just sat in the stands. Oh, I have to pay for college again. Yeah, I guess I so, uh, need to vote for Bernie. I, I didn't. That part was weird. Mm. Like I think they should just donate to charity. Yeah, like it just just make it a donation. Like I don't really like the whole competitive aspect of like because it was just randomly split. Like one charity was LeBron. Like they didn't really, yeah. those kids had no choice. What if you were in the same school as one of those kids and you have to go to school with them the next yeah, day? Yeah, they're like and, fucking bitch ass team Giannis. Oh man, I'd be so mad. Okay, so how do you compare that to the other leagues? I mean, it was easily. I'm saying management style. Like that took a lot of balls for Adam Silver to do that and change all of this up. Yeah, but he has the biggest balls of any commissioner that there is. And he's probably well worth it i mean they've increased revenue by like 700 percent. given it's not the nfl standard now but they're doing almost everything that they can do there are definitely some good things um that they are doing on social they're doing a, a lot much better than baseball baseball is just becoming irrelevant because they won't give up their basketball is like let's let's put content out and mm -hmm. let anybody use it and let anybody take it because we just want the most views those views yep. in the end will work out for us. Yes. The NFL is going to get views no matter what. They don't really have to worry about it. 
Um, now they are starting to lose some with the whole streaming aspect, but they're still going to stay strong. They're going to be a powerhouse forever. Basketball is starting to catch up in this whole streaming and social media aspect of everything. They're growing faster than everybody else. But, and baseball is just left behind the dust. And I'll talk about that later. But I think overall they're, they're making the best steps as a league to improve like viewing pleasure. I agree. I agree. And I think that this, this was not only the best all-star game I've probably ever seen. It was the best like professional all-star pro bowl, whatever I've ever seen. Just go into the, uh, MLB. The MLB. I mean, well, so it's just keep rolling. There's so much they, they won. They're not, nobody's on the same page. Yeah. They're so scatterbrained right now. And everybody just keeps talking. Like everybody just keeps making it worse. I didn't give a fuck about what was going on with the Houston asterisks. I did not care like what was going on. It's just like, whatever, give them a punishment. We'll all move on. It'll be fine. Nobody will care. But the more they keep dragging this out and like rubbing it in my face that they're not going to do anything. It's like every time I get on Twitter, I have to see a new person's like, get your facts straight. Or even the commissioner's like, what are we going to do? Take away their trophy. It's just a piece of metal. What? Yeah, I think that it's just a piece of metal. The commissioner saying that is huge. I heard a take today that goes, "If you just think that your own commissioner's trophy, it's literally called the commissioner's trophy, yeah, is just a piece of metal, you shouldn't be commissioner anymore." There, there are literally players in the league that have grown up their whole life dreaming of holding that piece of metal up in the air, mm-hmm. and it's just, yeah, what what is that going to do? It's just. A terrible way to handle it. The players getting immunity is bullshit. I'm saying in sanctions, even them getting immunity and getting hit, I do understand that. That's player safety. But I definitely don't think that they should just have outright immunity if you can prove that XYZ player was more integral into the cheating or they did it. It's the dumbest shit. I think why one of the reasons I'm more mad is just because being a Mizzou fan and doing something so small really in the grand scheme of things and being punished the way that we were, um, you know, you, you take all your play. We had scholarships taken away. We had any playoff eligibility taken away. And then it's somebody who openly cheats and, and it's shown that it helped them win a world series, even though like their owner or their GM or whatever was like, I don't think it affected the game. And then they're like, wait, did you just say that? And he was like, well, I didn't say that. It's like it gave you an advantage. Like just admit it and and accept your punishment. Like they should be punished. I didn't give a fuck what happened, but now I want like the death penalty. What? The sports death penalty. Like I understand. It's like ban them from the league. What did uh It's impossible. It literally just happened in soccer. Regulation relegation. You always say that wrong. Yeah, but that creates a different sort of atmosphere where that can happen. That actually can't happen in the MLB. Why not? I mean, they can force the owners to sell the team, maybe, if it was like an owner vote, but they couldn't actually just kick that like team out of the league. The other owners wouldn't accept that. Kick because them out of the league for one year. As a total revenue standpoint, that's a negative net. For that one team? No, because they split some of it. Well, I guess that they don't have a salary cap. It's still... Baseball is different. It still is not a good idea. I don't think that that's okay, possible. Then, or okay, then postseason ban, fine them $50 million. Okay. Sure. Like, let them play their games, 
it the, 50 million might be low okay 150 million yeah that's fine maybe more fucking honestly. ding them like yeah, I'm, I'm saying like make it worth it show you need to make an example out of them yep so you do that you maybe compound it too you maybe give you give player game penalties so players who d- were directly involved spend x amount of games um if you and then find them and give them a postseason ban and then any other players from other teams like other teams that are under investigation you hand out you make an example out of the Astros and then you hand out uh game bans for or like suspensions for other players or coaches i think you can even um suspend everybody on the team for a short period or like Everybody has to be suspended X amount of games this next it season. spreads out. Yeah, the team can just choose it. Or if you leave the team, you get it knocked down a bit. It would just be hard to be competitive if That's you tough. banned everybody at once. I think you just have to ban a few players. Like Altuve needs like a 50-game ban. Yeah, the people who are most involved, I agree with that. Yeah. All right, so uh, how's the NFL handling everything? I mean, they're trying to make headlines as well in this in this quake storm. Miles Garrett just is deciding to to talk about the whole uh, Mason Rudolph thing all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that in an interview with Mia Kimes that uh, he doubled down, and said Mason Rudolph did call him the N word, mm-hmm. and that's what set him off. Here's my thing: release the tapes. I don't think that that's fair. It's huge. Um, I don't think that Miles Garrett comes off to me as a person who would lie about that. He do- also doesn't come off as a person to me who would hammer somebody with a helmet. I also don't see why if one of the Pouncey brothers was right next to Mason Rudolph and he just called Miles Garrett the N-word, why he would start swinging on Miles Garrett. I know the whole helmet thing. Just release the tapes. I know that they have the audio. That's fair. And I think that if he doesn't say it, why don't you release it? I think that's a good question. It just solves everything because right now it's just two people. So Miles Garrett, which honestly, I think it was all died down. If he doesn't do this interview, like people are just slowly forgetting about it and it'll be news around week one next year. But like, I wasn't really worried about it. People from Cleveland, Cleveland maybe were, but like nobody was really cared about that. And then now he's bringing it back up. And it's if Mason Rudolph did say it, it needs to be tapes need to be released and he needs to be punished. If he didn't say it, tapes need to be released so we can clear his name. So he's not getting like slandered. Agreed. And I think it's interesting that Mike Tomlin as well backed up Rudolph and said that uh, Antonio Brown wants a stealer, always a stealer. We don't have a spot for him currently, but I hope he uh, does well. So Mike Tomlin might just be doing the organizational code there, but supported both of them. When you're the Steelers coach and you're locked in for life, like I think, I mean, he's, he's, he's doing what he needs to do, but I, I hope, I don't know what I hope is right. I think I just hope that the tapes come out and so that it can just be done. Cause yeah. I, it's another one of those things. It's just like the Astros. It's like, I don't really care about this, but the right thing needs to be done. Yeah. So do that. And do it so I it's not in my face and I don't have to care about it. I thought you don't care. They're putting it in my face, so I have to care. Okay. All right. Well, do you care about the XFL this week? Because I thought it was a little down. 
Yeah. I definitely, you know, wasn't as excited to watch this week. There's a couple games I'm like, oh, I'm interested in these two or these three. Uh, but really, I want more teams. I want more excitement. It seems like nobody has made like a huge play, like a huge comeback or just some wild ability. And I get we're working with less players, but we don't even have an explosiveness. I, I saw a couple plays. LaDamian Washington had a big play late. Um, shout out Mizzou made uh, on like a screenplay. I mean, they didn't win the game. They, they still lost, but it was a screenplay and he looked pretty good. There was that one sidearm throw in that game as well. Did you see, did you see yes, that? Yes, I did see that. It wasn't bad. Like there's a couple things that I'm like, oh, and then like I watch him hand the ball off and the running back runs into the back of his offensive lineman and I'm like, oh yeah, this is the XFL. I think that that's a good point where it he we have seen that, but they might just not be as publicized because it is the XFL. Something that is missing, and because I I was like, what draws me to the NFL? One, I just love it, but I'm like, I don't have a dog in the fight. Well, what makes me enjoy the NFL when I don't have a dog in the fight? Red zone. Yeah, I need that's part of the reason action in my face. I wanted more games was because it's like a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday afternoon. It's like I'm watching one XFL game and college basketball. When you're a standalone game, it's so much harder. Like every play has to entertain the audience. Yep. Whereas if there were like three or four games going on at once and you could give me a quad box. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm great. Because then it's like, oh, look, we had a big play here. And then you have enough games going on and there's enough action to where you can just rotate and you can constantly give me something that's good. And people would probably pay for, or you just package it up into like an ESPN Plus type deal uh-huh. where it's like, I'd probably give the $5 a month to have access to the XFL Red Zone. I think that we'd probably stream it, to be honest, but... uh well, because then, then it's like, all right, you get XFL Red Zone, you get UFC fights, you get tennis. Mm-hmm. There's the college basketball games that uh, we might want to dabble in for a second if we have some money on. So it's like, then it's enough, but I don't know, they'd probably raise the price. That's fair. And I'm not paying any more than five nine nine a month. Yeah, that'd be a lot. And, but yeah, I probably would stream it. Okay, so you got me there. <laughs> but still, give me that, like, there's just, it's like the, it's a, it's a duller league. Like the edge yeah. isn't there. And you have to think that for that league, when you're bringing people in, like you're really actually not bringing in like the casual fan as much, you know? Yeah. Like you might've like when you picked up or you might get some in the cities, but like in between the margins there, like those people are only going to tune in if it's going to be exciting and you have a lot of information. I do think their social team is doing a good job of trying to bring people in, um, which I think we've talked about this before. They're continuing their efforts, um, which are impressive. And I think they're doing a great job of like getting the viewer, like, especially if they already have access to the channel for them to just look on their Twitter feed and be like, Oh, this is going on right now. And like go to whatever channel that they already have, whether it's Fox or ESPN or whatever. Yeah. I was just flipping through and saw it. And that's why we watched it this weekend. Yeah. I don't know. I think there are some things that are on the up. Um, I think the Battle Hawks look pretty good, even though they yeah. just took a loss. Uh, they think, almost made the comeback that I needed to see. I think they look pretty good. Um, and and I don't know. I think the quality of play is increased, and I do think we'll see, like just from week one to week two, it's just like the buzz isn't there. Yeah. Um, I do think we'll see a championship game, which 
I would hope so. Like, I think it'll actually go through the full season. Okay, that's what you what mean. I'm, yeah, so like the AF, the AAF ended what, yeah. week five, week six. Early. Because uh, this is financially backed, and they do have major like media players mm-hmm. in place. Uh, Greg Olson's doing a pretty good job for just kind of – he got thrown into the Super Bowl week, and then now he's doing the XFL stuff. I think he's doing pretty good. Yeah, we'll see. Better than uh, Jason Witten. Okay. You got anything else? No, I just I don't have as much hate towards Jason Witten. I've just been noticing that from you. He just sucked in the booth. I don't disagree, but he's like, just a fucking robot. Okay, all right. Man has a family and kids. Oh, and now, okay. <laughs> but you, I don't have as much hate towards Booger as you do. Oh, fuck. yeah. You hate oh. Booger and Tess, and I hated oh. Jason Witten and Tess I with Booger. Chirping. I hate Tess Toro in the box. I don't hate him other places. Fair enough. Oh, you know who I'm, I'm starting to love? And we talked about this as we were watching uh, Rangers Bruins, uh, which I, I've always liked him, but I just, I forget. Mike uh, Trico. Yeah, but I forget his range. Yeah. I was thinking, after you said that, I didn't even like really think about it until he was perfectly pronouncing so many hockey names and knew, you know, everything that was going on. Like the man is just, they just, NBC just takes him and puts him multifaceted. Yeah. Which I guess he does Monday night. So ESPN and NBC, I don't know. He's going everywhere. Yeah. Uh, get that you. bag. Good yeah. for you. Absolutely. Uh, anything else you can think of? Oh, our oh. contest. Yeah. So I won. Yes. Let's go. By a decent margin. So, I will offer you something since you did not tell me what the punishment would be. Okay, what are you going to offer me? So, you have this about, what, 66-point lead on me currently. So, we did our pick of an all-star team and did, you know, points, rebounds worth two. Refigure it with assists. Assists are also worth two. Have you done this math already? No, I have not just to make it fair. And then we will go ahead with your challenge and you can tell it on air the punishment. You can keep you have a 60 point lead. Uh, okay. All right. So next week go ahead and tell people. So the loser after this is calculated, the loser will sing the intro. Mhm. They will they will redo Sean Minner's lovely lovely song and sing the intro for next week's episode oh it's probably gonna be me but i'm here for it it's exciting yeah yeah it's fun to do it's fun it's fun to not be the loser oh it's the best when yeah. you're the winner oh 100 yeah so um that is it that's all yeah yeah make sure to check us out twitter instagram uh give us a follow on both we're really close to 100 followers on twitter uh, we'd appreciate getting over that little bump um like I said, putting out some good content. Hopefully, check I, the website. I think check the website. I'm gonna sit, put up a voicemail, and we're gonna have a phone interview or a phone guest here soon. Okay. All right. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Sneaky athletic. Lloyd lit a cigarette and smiled and waved the smoke out of her face. Well, a black hair brown from the summer sun, green eyes looked around the place. 
And she told me that she loved me And I grinned and grabbed her hand And said, I know Let's get from here now, darling If we're going, let's go on and go This ain't fun no more And the words cut clean through 